0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, I'm your host and friend, Reverend Sharon McCain and I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created just to focus on attendance. This Sunday is a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. And I want to remind you all, faiths are welcome, and I'm just a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of the Ryrie Study Bible, but you may use any Bible you wish. I have had ongoing spiritual experiences and in great gratitude to our Heavenly Father. We will have ongoing Bible readings and also read from selected material. I'm just focused on being my real self and carrying the message given to me. Let's say our opening prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray for all Christians being persecuted worldwide. Their freedom to worship and their lives are in great jeopardy. And we pray for all those who are suffering from violence and sickness here and abroad. And we pray for all those who are sick in mind and body and those who are lonely and uncomforted. And we ask God, forgive us our sins. We pray for those who are suffering from domestic violence in their own homes. And we pray for freedom from addiction of all kinds. Please, God, send your Archangel Michael to fight against evil and protect lives taken for distorted and evil reasons. And we believe they have become martyrs. And then all your angels, please watch over everyone. Please help us, our Heavenly Father. Our prayers go out to all those who suffer in the world, including the animals who can't speak for themselves. And we also pray for the wisdom of our president and the rest of our policymakers, that they have many decisions to make, and we're also praying for all the countries for problems of suffering all over the world. And we also want to thank you, God, for everything that you have given us and and for your heavenly son, Jesus. And we ask Jesus to bless us and help her grow under his care. We also keep our friend Becky in mind and we pray that she has comfort, protection, and we love her very much. We well, God bless you, Jackie. And everyone in their families and are in our prayers and we pray for their health, their mental health, their peace, and they have peace of mind that Jesus can give. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you need a Bible this morning, you haven't got one at your house, Go ahead and go to www.biblia.com, and that one is, uh, you know, a very easy Bible resource. I want to remind you, the opening music was by Save Vocal Group from the CD, Navy Name of the Angels. And if you want to order a copy, contact Save, S-A-V-A-E.org. And they're also on Facebook. They do live shows, and you can listen to them on YouTube. And they have a CD on Amazon, where I got mine. And uh, now we come to the birthday this morning. I want to wish everybody a very happy and blessed birthday of today. It's your special day, and we wish you a very prosperous and blessed year ahead. And especially B. Wynette Roberts and friend Red Brady and also Car- Carmella Robertson, we wish you a very happy birthday. So the call-in number today is 619-924-9744. If you have a special prayer request, you want me to uh add, and also i want to pray for uh keep your everybody in your prayers that has lost children and are in mourning and I want to let everybody know that I'm in mourning myself for my niece and the loss of these children is so hard it hard to bear, but with jesus we can we can bear it, and um we just want to say we miss the beloved in heaven and uh, thank you, God, to bless all of us, and the mothers, and everybody else, and the fathers, and everybody. So, uh, let's just, I'm sorry about last week. I had a technical difficulty, and I just couldn't do this show, so that's the first time I've missed this whole year, and um, since we started our Bible study, and uh, it was felt very strange not to be here on, on here with you. So, uh, thank you to all the people that are listening to archives. I appreciate you very much, and you're in my prayers. And uh, now I'm going to read the uh, summary of Chapter 5. And, it's, and the title is, Because I Got a High Priest. Remember when authors, the author said that Jesus is like a, a Jewish high priest? Well, let us explain. High priests are kind of like the go-between between people and God. They offer gifts and sacrifices in the temple. But everyone who sinned can make things right with God. They also have to be gentle when they're dealing with these sinners because, hey, they're sinners themselves. And one does not simply walk unto Mardor. One does not simply appoint himself the high priest. Jesus is no different. The high priest doesn't get elected. He is handpicked by God, just like Aaron and it was in an ex- Exodus. And just like Jesus was. So God appointed Jesus to be high priest for all people in the whole world. He never sinned himself, but he earned his stripes by becoming human and obeying God, suffering and dying for us. Now a jab at the listeners. The folks it was addressed to were almost 2,000 years ago, but they seem to be a little dimwitted. Well, yeah, they're slacking a bit in the whole understanding of God and the mysteries of the universe department. The author thinks they're a bit like babies who weren't quite ready for solid food yet. Mature Christians, on the other hand, know the difference between good and evil and can handle a solid food. Uh, For example, complex theological discussion. So let's now get straight to our Bible. Turn to chapter 5. As we start, for the superiority of the priesthood of Christ, who is superior in his qualifications. So we're starting at chapter 5, Hebrews. Chapter 5, for every high priest taken from among men is appointed on behalf of men in the things pertaining to God in order order to offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and the misguided since he himself is also a destined to weakness. And because of it, he is obligated to offer sacrifices for sins as for the people, so also for himself. But no one takes the honor to himself, but receives it when he is called by God, even as Aaron was. So also Christ did not glorify himself so as to become a high priest, but he who said to him, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Just as he says also another passage, You are a priest forever, according to the order of Michalikich. In the days of his flesh, he offered up both prayers and supplications with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him from death. And he heard because of his piety. Although he was a son, he had learned obedience from the things which he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became all to those who obey him and the source of salvation, eternal salvation. And then by 10 being designated by God as a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. And then it goes on to parental warning, don't degenerate from Christ. Okay, excuse me. 11, concerning him, we have much to say and it's hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. Oops. For those by this time you ought to be teachers you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the or, oracles of God, and you have become in need of milk, but not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. But the solid food is for the mature, who is because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good from evil. And that's the truth. Okay, let's see if I can see the notes. Let's see here. Okay, so the notes read, the qualification for high priest are stated in these verses. Aaron was serving as the model. He had to, he had to be a man. He had to be compassionate. He had to be chosen by God. And he had to learn through suffering. And then, let's see, offering up prayers and supplications and loud and tears. Refers to occasion like these uh, of John's experience, that, uh, and especially the experience of Gethsemane when Jesus was praying uh, and crying to God. And then uh, the note for Father Son, although he was as an incarnate of one, he learned obedience through suffering and through maturing and through proving. So he proved and was proved. Uh, and then according to the order of Malachek, our Lord could never have been a Levitical priest because he was born of the tribe of Judah and not the tribe of Levi. Thus he has been associated with another order of priests, that of Mal- Malachek. Both Christ and Malachek, Malachek were men. Both were high priests. Both were appointed directly directed by God, and both were called the king of righteousness and the king of peace. And to this time better... Although by now, in consideration of the time they had been believers, they they were on milk and elementary truths rather than the solid food, deeper truths of the word and the teaching of the Melchizedek. Immature believers do not know about or put into practice teachings of righteousness. And Christian maturity involves time, growth in the knowledge of the word of God, and experience in the use of the word and discerning between good and evil. So that brings us to chapter 6 for next time, and uh, we're getting closer and closer uh, to Revelations, and let me see, okay, now I'm going to go to guideposts, I don't know why I'm just so tired and jittery this morning, but I am, and let's see here, I'm going to find a story that we had around Okay, so we're going to do, read the story. It's called The Magic Violin by Shoni Alex Braun, Los Angeles, California. I'm a concert violinist. Yes, I find it strange the instrument I play for people's enjoyment also figured in two of the most horrific times of my life. The first happened when I was four. Our family lived in a small town in the Romanian province of Transylvania. Papa was a jeweler, and a deeply devout man who carried on his father's rabbinical traditions. Mama kept the Sabbath, lit candles when she prayed, and nurtured us six children in our faith. One day while Mama was busy cooking, my young nursemaid walked me near a thick woods outside of town. However, in rendezvousing with her sweetheart, she forgot about me. Intrigued by the thrilling of the birds, I wandered into the forest. Soon I was lost, and amid towering trees, uh, my fascination turned into terror. Crying hysterically, I pushed through the, the brush and brambles to find myself in the clearing. It was a gypsy encampment of wagons and brightly painted can, can, caravans. Excuse me. Smoke arose from the cooking fires, tended by women in long, glowing justice. One of them saw me, came over, and knelt before me. Where are you from, little one, she asked. I cried harder. She called to a swarthy man who was dim and had dangling golden rings. He came over and carrying a violin, lifting it to his chin, he said, Watch now, there is a birdie inside that will hop out when I play. As if by magic, beautiful bird songs sounded from the violin. My tears dried for the brief time I was with the gypsies, I was enthralled by their music. After being delivered home, I was consumed with a passion to play the violin. Papa found a child-sized instrument, and I practiced for hours every day. At age 10, I played on Radio Bucharest, and at 13, I accepted to study at the Bucharest Academy of Music. Just then, just when life seemed to be the most glorious Nazi troops marched into Hungary, which had been ruling northern Transylvania, the Chensibro local police had worked with the Nazis and rounded us Jews up in carts. The cattle cars transported us to Auschwitz, and our nightmare began. I last saw my mother holding my nine-year-old sister's hand as they walked into the gas chambers, which were disguised as showers. And there was Auschwitz I learned to shrink from the dreaded couples. These were vicious, hardcore convicts appointed by the SS to head work, work gangs. They were still prisoners, but they were there to brutalize us. We were moved from one concentration camp to the other, losing loved ones along the way. By the time we were enslaved in Kokendorf salt mines, only Papa, my brother Ziltan, and I were left. My sister Vada and my brothers Emil and Adolf had been shipped elsewhere. But my father, a shining example of love and goodness, would not speak ill of the Nazis. He said, never be hateful towards anyone, he admonished us. Hunger had reduced us to near animals. A couple eating an apple was watched fiercely. The instant he tossed away the core, a horde of inmates flew at it. Finally, I could not take the beatings and cruelties any longer. I was 14 years old and I wanted to die. I looked at the father laboring next to me and, and staggered toward the electric fence. Knowing my thoughts, Papa gently took my arm. Son, do you practice the Brahms Violin Concerto and the Chrysler Composition today? I shook my head. God has given you a wonderful talent. You want to never throw that away. Reluctantly, I turned back while swinging my hammer at the iron hard salt. I played the music in my mind as Papa had me do every day. When I finished, I didn't want to die. One cold morning, my dear Papa did not show up for work work, roll call. Find him, roared an officer. Warned by hunger and hard work, he had overslept. As he was dragged before us, the officer bellowed. It took ten minutes to find this Jewish Jewish dirty dog. That was the extra ten minutes Germany has kept from victory. Fulton and I were forced to watch while guards ferociously kicked and bludgeoned our father. I pleaded for God to save him but Papa crumpled into the snow, blood streaming from his mouth. His lips were moving, and I leaned closer to hear what he was saying. He said Yasama Admani Adani Echo Hear O Israel the Lord our God, the Lord is one. All something I could do was wail in anguish. Then my agony turned to anger at God. How could he allow this to happen to such a saintly man? We trudged into the mines and I decided there was no God. That night I slept in a vermin-infested straw. Papa came to me in a dream. Yitzchak, he said, using my Hebrew name. God is real. Have faith. Trust in Him, and you will survive. I awake and comforted. I know Papa was right, but I was wondered about his promise of my survival after we moved to Dachau. Evil hung over it like a turbid cloud. One evening, an SS officer strode into our barracks holding a violin. I hadn't seen a violin in so long. Anyone who can play this will be given food, he promised. Three hands shot up, including mine. The others were older men, one in his 40s and another about 25. We were bustled into a large room and pushed before SS commandant, a tall, steel-eyed man with jackboots slouched in a chair. A menacing attack dog sat at his side. Three hulking couples, each one gripping an iron pipe, stood nearby. The commandant pointed his stick at the oldest prisoner who was handed the violin. Play something, the commandant ordered in bored tone. The man turned to the instrument and began to play. His first notes were shaky, but soon he was playing box, a uh, co- uh, sonata number six beautifully. When the final note died, the SS bought the awful, and he waved at the couples who lunged forward and viciously brought the pipe down on the violinist's head. I realized we are there for sadistic entertainment. The body was dragged away, and the second prisoner shoved forward. His face was ashen, and the violin shook so in his hands that he could not play a straight note. The officer, the SS officer sneered. You want me to forgive you food for that? And he motioned, and the two couples began kicking and beating him to death. In the commotion, I bolted for the door, but another guard caught me and thrust the violin to my arms. I never played a full-size instrument before. Trembling, trembling, I tried to focus. I had planned to play a sonata by Dvorak or a composition by Kressler, but my mind went blank. Deal," said the SS man, ordering me to play. I lifted the violin to my chin, praying, Oh God, how does this sonata begin? How does the question piece begin? Play Shnasarad. My fingers were so weakened by starvation I could hardly curve them around the fingerboard, much less press the skin, the, str- the string. Sorry, my body turned to water as one of the cops eagerly advanced, raising his iron pipe. As I stood there waiting for the pipe to strike my skull, a powerful force took hold of me. My right and left hands began to move in perfect unison without conscious effort on my part. Beautiful music poured forth out of my violin, like the birds that had flown out of the gypsy's violin that day long ago. I was playing Johann Strauss's Blue Danube Waltz. The idea of playing that piece was not in my mind. I had never played it before nor had ever seen that music. I knew immediately God was protecting me and his angels guiding my hand. I continued playing. All the eyes were on the SS officer. But instead of sig- signaling to the capo, he began humming the melody and uh, tapping his rhythms on his fingers. And then my bow swept across the last moor, The commandant growled, "Senior Gut, give him the food. Since I already gained my reward, the strong certainty of whether I would survive Dachau or not, God would always be with me, his angels guiding me. And then just before the American liberation of Dachau in April 1945, Shoni Alex Braun was shot by the camp guards attempting to destroy evidence of Nazi atrocities. While recuperating in an uh, Allied hospital, he played his violin in bed. Another patient, Shari Mendelovitz heard his music. Today, Shari, a survivor of Auschwitz, is his wife, and they now have a son and a daughter. And after the war, Shoni studied at music uh, conservatories in Augsburg and Munich and graduated with the honors from the famous uh, Mozarian in Salzburg. On coming to the U.S., he studied with the distinguished Joseph Gingold, and also with a prolific composer. And in 1994, he was nominated for the Pulitzer Prize for his Symphony of the Holocaust. Oh, God. Thank God, and God bless you with this story as we keep him in mind and all the survivors of Auschwitz and the other camps. We love you, and God bless you, and miracles can happen anywhere. And we also want to think, you know, everyone who has helped us along the way in this life travel then been a, a miracle every day. I experience something more and more extraordinary, and I will continue to do so. Then we'll be back next week, and we're going to read Chapter 6. But let's say this serenity prayer right now. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And in closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving arms so you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. Remember, none of us are ever alone. God is with us always. God loves you, and I know he loves me. And may your best dreams come true and we find the true love that we need in our hearts. And uh, please message me if you have any concerns or prayer requests for next week. And uh, I'll be praying for you all week, and uh, I wish you well, and bye-bye, my friends. God bless you, and have a wonderful week. God bless you.